now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Randall Emmett, where do we begin? Having just been a part of Hulu's The Randall Scandal, we figured it was a great time to share this chat we had with Randall. This is from June of 2020, before the Tennessee Hotel Room, right after he appeared on just a few episodes of Vanderpump Rules, before Scandaval, before The Assistants, before all the legal claims that we now know of. When Lala and Randall were a seemingly happy couple, we sat down and talked to Randall. This year, when I did this interview, this was one of my favorite interviews of 2020. No joke. Randall, I loved Randall. He totally charmed me. He texted me after, DM'd me. We kept in touch. I thought he was great. Now, looking back, I find this interview so interesting. Were the signs there? Were there little nuggets of foreshadowing? I mean, that seems to be what we're doing with Scandival, right? So I think this is such an interesting interview. For those that have not listened to it, enjoy. Let me know, do you see signs of a man whose life is about to unravel? For those of you who have listened already, listen again. I think knowing what we know now, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, but it takes on a whole different tone and meaning. I've actually listened to this interview numerous times since. And now we share this chat we had in 2020 with Randall Emmett. Hey everyone, welcome back to our sit-down chat with Randall Emmett from Vanderpump Rules, among other things. And if you haven't heard part one, check out part one of our sit-down with Randall Emmett. And after you've listened to that, now sit back, relax, and stay tuned for part two. Are you closest probably with Jax? I mean, that's the impression. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really close with Schwartz too, but definitely Jax and I spend probably the most amount of time together, you know, Brittany and Jax and Lala, Brittany and I and Jax. So yeah, we've had a lot of fun and we've all, but we've all, I think, I mean, we've all traveled Schwartz, Katie, Stassi, Bo. I'm close with Bo too. You know, I I think all of them I'm 
pretty comfortable with at this point, you know, excuse me, it's taken me, um, it's taken me, you know, years, but now it's like, I consider them, you know, Jack's one of my best friends and Schwartz and Bo. And, um, you know, I've watched them all their, their weddings and their, you know, all working on, you know, the next chapter in their life. So, I mean, the power of reality TV, like from a server bartender to like you own a house. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, um, I give that, I always tell them, I'm like, I watched you guys when you were living in studio apartments, yeah. you know, barely able to get by, you know, or whatever they were doing, you know, scrapping together. And now they're, you know, on top of the world. And it's, it, I tell them it's a major friggin' accomplishment. And you guys, you know, and I know that I, Jack's every day will say I'm the luckiest guy in the world. And, you know, and I mean, who, where do you ever think you go to a restaurant, get a job as a waiter and end up becoming a millionaire? I say this all the time. I mean, unbelievable. That's why, I mean, it is good this season, you know, like this is the reality. Like everyone knows this is how they live. Just show it. But I agree. I mean, that's to me is so phenomenal that like these were actual waiters. Like they, this is what they did for a living. They were servers making the struggling like I struggled as a waiter right and I didn't get a I didn't get seven figures and six figures and 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 at home I I went from that waiting job in New York to another one on 35th street then I hated that one I went to another one until I could you know pay my rent so it's it's a blessing and by the way you know they know it and I think they work really hard to try to expand that into other things and you could you could see in all the different stuff you know, from books to tours. Well, to, Stassi's podcast tour sold out in like every city. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, and not that there's anything wrong with being a waiter. I'm just saying like the evolution that now you're a millionaire is a pretty- well, no, I, was, I was a waiter and I, yeah. I love, I'm a people person, but nobody ever offered me big, I mean, I just went from no. a waiter so I, I, I think it's amazing that, you know, because I, I was a waiter and just paid bills to go try to, achieve my dreams, you know, of being a movie producer one day, you know, there are waiters that became, you know, their dreams were realized through that job. That job turned it, you know, turned into something amazing. So it is amazing. It's shocking. What do you think about this whole thing, which just happened? The, the editor that, that, that Brie that came out and said, like, I, I mean, that's, that's shocking. I didn't really hear all the details because, you know, the cast were talking about it. Like I heard, Lala talking and, and, and people are talking about it. Um, I don't know all the details to that. I didn't read everything, but I mean, I guess this, this editor went out and did an interview or something and said like th things were manipulated or something of that uh, nature. Basically saying like, Sheena's not my friend and I don't like her and I'm going to give her a bad edit. I purposely give Sheena a bad edit. Oh, I didn't and, know. Is that And she doubled down by saying like, Bravo only cares about Stassi and Bo. I mean, this is what she's, you know, what she said. And like, they're the king and queen. They will always get a good edit. I mean, she's obviously lost her job since then. Oh, she has lost her job? Yeah. I mean, I don't think she'll ever really, I, I, she says she's going to work again. I don't know how you can work again after that. Well, for, I, I, you know, I don't know what, first of all, I don't know any person in the business that would come out and do that kind of stuff, whatever, whatever the reality and reality is. But like in, in my world as a movie producer, you know, I work with some of the greatest editors of all time, as well as very talented young editors. And, you know, I feel like the process is a very creative and collaborative process. 
So I, I, I'm, I don't know if it's coming across politically correct, but I just think that anybody talking outside to the outside world about the process, other than to support and be positive, it's so hard to make a TV show. It's so hard to make a movie. I'm somebody that's behind the scenes. I know the blood and sweat that goes into a film and television show that everybody's involved in and to take, try to try to damage, you know, that is, is just uncalled for it, my opinion. And I, so I don't know the details of what she said and what's valid, but I do know right. that it's professional to go and badmouth the show you're working on, even if you don't like it, or even if you have an issue, or even if something is happening that you disagree with, whatever that may be, you, you got to respect all the people that have gotten that show there. And I just, I don't know. I think it's out of line. I would, I, I were, I've worked on movies that I might not necessarily like the director at all and have had a really rough experience. But when we get time to walk that red carpet or do press, I, I stand there and I say, this is, this movie was great experience, blah, blah, blah. Because the thing is there are too many people, thousands of people that worked on that film. And why should I ruin that film? For all of these people, over over something that I might have had a bad, you know, uh, moment with, or didn't have the most pleasant process creatively with somebody, it doesn't deserve to trash the entire product. And I think it's unfair, to, you know, to do that. So that I don't know. That's my take on on doing that kind of stuff. I've just never. I, I made 120 movies, and I've I've never bagged on on anybody publicly. Uh, Ever. It's just something I've stood by and I'm honorable about. It's bad for him. And I don't even think if you read her apology or whatever, I don't, I think she, she's on, on Instagram, she apologized, but she's saying, I loved my job. I, I'm going to miss everyone. I love my, so it's like, what goes through it's, it? Listen, I think it's a good life lesson. She's probably really young. She has to be because I, I don't know anybody who's, I mean, I mean, I, unless you're set your self-sabotage, which I assume she's not, I mean, clearly to, to say that kind of stuff, you know, I just, you know, who knows where she was coming from on that day, but you know, if she loved her job, then you want to promote the people you're with. Even if, you know, even if the creative process isn't maybe how you do things, I've been on movies where I don't, I don't support the way the director is coming from his creative approach, or I don't think he's prepared enough, or I don't think he did the right work, but I'm not going to go on the DVD track and say that guy, I would have done it differently. He didn't do it the right. I mean, you, you got to let people do their thing and learn, move on. So. Yeah. And like all the blogs are now picking it up and saying like the cast is banding together and they're upset because Stasi and Bo are the king and queen. But I think that's just all. That sounds like, I, you know, I don't know the, 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 the business of Vanderpump well, but I, from the people that I do know, it feels like, they're pretty level-headed business people and creatives. And I just think that they're amazing at what they do. Or, you know, one thing I always tell the cast, always, and I said it for years, you better wake up every day and thank God that you have a job that's eight years going into nine seasons. That's unheard of. I mean, I had power for six years and that was a gift. So I'm just saying, like, I think they all know that. And I think that, you know, to, to, I think that to run a show for nine, eight years going into the ninth year, those creators can't be anything but fair because if it was anything but, I just think it wouldn't have lasted. And I think that 
I, you know, I, we all, that's the dream to have a show go nine years, whether it's scripted, unscripted, or, uh, or sequels to a feature, you know, it's, it's, it's like hitting, it's like hitting the lottery, you know, so. And I, to your, to your point, none of them have lost their job. I mean, housewives lose their job every three, two right, years. Right. Everybody's still there. I mean, we've, we've, we've added a few people, but. But everybody. No, yeah. And that's a big, that's a big, again, I didn't even think about it that way. Like they're the original cast are still standing. And that shows you that they're really, truly friends. They're really in each other's lives because every other show, people are coming in and out. So. And there's like, no weak link. I mean, everyone is like oh, no. an A player. Like everyone's bringing their A game. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Now, here's the thing. You guys know I spend the summer in the Hamptons, but what you don't know is it's very stressful when you have a Hamptons house. Every single week and weekend is planned out with guests. So this past weekend... My friend Esther is here with her daughter, Suzanne. Now, Suzanne is complaining that she's dizzy after going in the pool and she was on this raft and she was being spun around. I'm like, you know what? I actually can help. And that is when I took my very own relief fan off and gave it to Suzanne. But I explained to her, this really is a true story, you guys, that it's the number one FDA-approved anti-nausea wristband that's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, you guys know. I have that anxiety, migraines, hangovers. That night, we went out to dinner. No, we didn't see any real housewives. Not this early in the season, guys. And Suzanne, she felt better. I mean, the thing is, I'm thinking about it. If you always have like a flashlight on hand for a blackout or a first aid kit on hand for emergencies, shouldn't I and all of you have a relief band for those unexpected nausea moments? Right now, I have an exclusive offer for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code VELVET, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code VELVET for 20% off plus free shipping. They are unbelievable. I, I, just when I think they've said everything they could say, you turn on another episode and it's like, what? And you just, but that's why people keep coming back every week, I guess, right? So, you know, I couldn't do it. I told Lal I could not do 23 episodes a year like you do, put it all out there. I mean, people will say to me, I, you know, people sometimes will come up to me and say, Oh, you know, that's not real, is it? I'm like, dude, it's too real because my fiance comes home in, you know, either really happy because she had a good, you know, shooting week or in a spiral because she's, you know, it's going bad and they're arguing. And it's like, if it was fake, she'd just come home and be like, oh, I shot a scene. We're done. I read my script. It's over. Right. So, but, you know, they, they're, li- they're putting it all out there of what they do. And, you know, you got to be a special breed of person to be able to do that every day i mean i would be i would be in a mental spiral and need a lot of support so yeah. and not only that but while i coming home what about the whole other job of all i mean you do that on set then what about the instagram and the comments oh, what I, lala goes from the 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 
She goes from the TV show, then she'll fly and go to a movie for four weeks, study a character, become some blah, 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 and I watch her coach every day. And then, then she comes back. And then she, by the way, at night after she shoots, she's got to do posts. She's got to get on the phone with her uh, brand people when she's selling her makeup line. And she's got to create new products to do marketing and photo shoots. And look, we could all complain like everybody's got to go to work. And that's true. We all got to go to work. People go to work every day, whether they're a banker, politician, this, uh, but you know, I'm just saying it, it, it doesn't end with the shooting schedule. They are do they're creating full time and look, they love it. And it's in it, in it, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it, you know, I don't know. It's, it. she, she doesn't stop ever. You know, Lala, you know, today she's on the phone with her, uh, uh, give them Lala brand people. And then she's, figuring out, you know, the next photo shoot and, you know, when quarantine's looking like it's going to be open enough to go do this and samples. Then she's studying a script right now for a film she's supposed to do in June. And it's like, I, I mean, it doesn't end just like we all do our stuff. You know, they, they take it on pretty, pretty heavy too. So it's a, uh, but, but she loves it. You know, I think they all love the opportunity that they have. And I also think they're smart enough to know that, They've got a, a, a window that if they play it right, that window could stay open for 25 years. But if they just melt that only little window, then in five years they might not. So I think they're smart enough, like you said, with Stasi with the tour and Lala with all the different things and all the other cast. I think they're all expanding so that they have a lot of opportunity for years to come. It's all about the side hustle. Yeah, yeah. Now, so we have Schwartz is going to be in your wedding and Jax is going to be in your wedding and Bo. Now, I didn't hear you mention Tom Sandoval. <laughs> I mean, listen, I've been so nice Tom, to you this whole time. Uh, Tom Sandoval. Wait, what did you say? Say it again. I said, I've been so nice to you this whole time. No, I, have to do a, nice. I have to be a little shade. You're very nice. Um, no, here's the thing. I, I don't know Tom Sandoval that well. Tom was very nice to me in, in the beginning when I met him. Like, you know, early on when I was meeting everybody, Tom uh, shows up to events. You know, I think it's just like their group doesn't, you know, I think Jax is, and Schwartz are friends with Tom. Um, but, like, he's coming to the wedding, and, like, when I see him, and I always tell him, he's like, like, he's the MacGyver of everything. Like, you know, best man of MacGy MacGyver. Of, you know, he's, he's just really, really um, uh, creative and fun, and, and, and he's very kind to me. And, and I get along with him and I see him a lot. Like when, when, before all this, you know, I'd go to Tom, Tom with Jax and Lala and stuff. And, and he's, you know, he owns the bar with, with them and he's always fun and cool with me. And, you know, I, um, I just, I'm close with Tom Schwartz, Jax and Bo and I spend a lot of time with them. I, it's not for any reason. Like I don't like him or not, or not like him. I think that we're friends through this whole group and, He's always very, very kind to me. But, you know, he's not – I have – like, I'm 49, so I have a lot of close friends for the generations. So, you know, I have, like, you know, five or six of my best guy friends and then, you know, Jack, Spo, and, and Tom, who are, like, my – my over the last four years. And you, so, have, you have Mark Wahlberg. Wasn't any reason. Wasn't anything – specific. I, I don't know. Because, I mean, well, Jack's had some issues with him this season, so I don't oh, know. Oh, Jack, Jax, I mean – I didn't even know Jack, you know, we went to dinner one night and all of a sudden Jax is like, 
going off. And I know they're like best friends. And so I'm like, what are you talking about? He's your best man. And then it obviously played out on the show. But, you know, he, that was a real thing. He was, he was upset and Sandoval was upset. And I just said to – the only advice I gave Jax off camera, and I don't even know if any of it was on camera, the only advice I gave Jax was, um, you know, listen, don't be hasty because this is a special day. And this is your best friend, your old roommate, your best friend of 20-something years. Like, dude, you do not want to walk down that aisle because of something, like, in the moment. And then you're going to regret it forever. And, and thank God they both, you know, sat down and they worked it out and everything – you know, made it, made write it itself. But it was a, it was a huge, I mean, Jax, when he gets upset, you know, this was something he was upset and then went on for, I'm just guessing, I think maybe a month, four weeks. I just remember hearing about Lala would tell me and Jax would tell me. And then ultimately I heard that they had sat down and, you know, they, they've been best friends for 20 something years. Like I didn't think that this was going to not go the right way when you're that close to somebody, because I've been through this stuff with my close friends. Yeah, it's like a learning process. But was, what about what yeah. about Sheena and Kristen? Do you have like any interactions yeah. with them? Sheena and Kristen? No, I don't know. Wait, are they not even friends now? No, they're still friends. I just didn't okay. know. Like, no, I'm. Oh, you mean interactions just with either of them as friends? Yeah. Oh, Sheena, I love. I tell Lala this all the time. Sheena was there in the beginning when Lala and I first got together and she was beyond kind, super kind. And we would double date with her old guy, uh, Rob. And, and so Sheena was like the first, probably the first person I met in the cast and she was super sweet. And so I'm very loyal to Sheena because Sheena was like one of the first people in that I ever met. And I always tell Sheena, you were, you were unjudgmental from when I met you. We'd go to dinner. You were always fun. We'd, you know, go to Vegas and see you. And so I, Sheena, I've always, and I really, I, I know Brock now, you know, a little bit. Um, I've gotten to spend a little time with him. Not, not tremendous, but, and to me, like, I, he's, it seems very genuine. Like, they really love each other and are into each other. And I knock on wood, really rooting Sheena into the final phase of, of of dating you know this feel i mean they're committed they're they're quarantined down in palm springs i've been to the house i mean they are two months haven't left each other's side and before then so i'm optimistic about this and i'm happy for her and he's very kind to me and fun and, and very cool and and just you know so that's that's what i know there and 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 kristen i met her new guy and uh very cool another Jew like me and uh, I'm a Jew know, too. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, um, and, and Kristen's always been very kind to me again, another person that I haven't had really, I mean, the interactions, Kristen's always been fun, respectful, cool. Um, uh, you know, we've been on some trips, you know, where she, and you know, she's a lot of fun. And so I, I don't know. I, most of the people I get along with, I don't have like uh you know, James was my only, they created the arch enemy against me, but you know that he was in a different mindset back then. And now he and I are, are very cool. Like we just had Raquel on the podcast and I like, I like James a lot. I, I've always said to Lala, even when James and I were not on good terms, cause you know, I was getting uh bashed. Um, but I always said to Lala, 
I, I really believe James is a talented kid. And I've always said it from day one. And I believe that James will go on uh, and continue DJing, performing, and, and creating music. And I think he'll do it. At, he's, he's, you know, at a, at a high level. Like, I think he'll make a, a really, really successful living DJing and in music beyond whatever else he does. But I just said it from the day, day one. I mean, I didn't like the guy in the beginning who was saying all that stuff. But I mean, you know, I always said he's talented. You can't take talent away from somebody no matter how they act. But now, but now he's like, he, it seems like he's got it all now. Like he's very charismatic. He's respectful. He's nice. His relationship, you know, is very healthy and it's cool. It's good to he's see. like Sheena. He's another one that we kind of root for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you want James to crush it. It's like, you know, you're always, and Sheena too. Sheena's got such a love of life, you know, and I love that she is, doesn't make any excuses and, and no apologies. You know, she lives the Sheena code and I, and I like that. And I think that's great. And, you know, she deserves happiness. And if she's found it now and this is going to be it for her, then I think we're, everybody's going to root that in as well. But I think that, you know, she's, she's so fun to be around and, and she's, you know, she's got a, 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 a authentic real side. She to her. Does. Yeah. She's like sensitive and real and all that. When I sat down with her, the one thing I thought is like, she's smarter than I ex expected. Like she's got her shit together. Oh, she does. And she does. And she knows what's up. And she knows, you know, when I had her on the podcast, I didn't even, I had never even asked um, her about, I knew about Vegas and the show she did. Yeah. I didn't know if it was, that's a huge thing. And I just, I gave her props. I'm like, Sheena, you headline a Las Vegas show. Celine Dion does that, you know, Elton right. John does that. you know, I mean, Rod Stewart, I mean, you're a reality star headlining a Las Vegas property. And that for me, when I heard all the details and all, I was blown away. So I give her a lot of respect and, and love for that. How is the podcast going? It's going great. No, it's going great. I, it's phenomenal. I, I, it's so fun to do something with your partner, you know, that you get, you know, and I think that they get to see a real side of us. I think uh, when we first did it, same thing, I was a little nervous, you know, but now that it's like, I'm, I don't know, 10 episodes or whatever I'm in, it's so fun and we have so much fun doing it together and we laugh and I, I sometimes prefer Lala not be as raw about us, but I think that's what people are liking a little bit is, you know, and I think that it makes it fun because it's like us, uh, how we really are. But um, I've enjoyed it. I think we're really expanding now with different guests. You know, we're going outside the Bravo, you know, world. And uh, I think we're having fun with that. And I think, you know, it's, it's just, it's a really fun thing. It's look, I give you respect for, what you do as a podcaster, I didn't realize how much friggin' work. I didn't, I didn't realize that you got to prepare. If you don't prepare, you sound like an idiot, you know? So I give all of you guys out there mad love. And I really now 10 episodes or nine episodes in now we do our research and our work and we write notes and blah, 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 blah all that before we ever pick up, turn the button on. Because if you don't, you, you will sound like an idiot. And people don't realize that they think I just talk all day. I'm like, it's like, it's like you said, you have to prepare. And like, even though I'm a fan of all these shows, I watch you, you interview someone from like a show that was on two years ago. You're like, I don't even remember 
anything about this person. Nothing. It takes. It's it's unbelievable, and I agree with you. I I again from the older generation didn't really have podcasting growing up at all, and then podcasting became like a big business and gigantic. And I was like, I, I was I was intrigued. I started listening to some pie and I was like, this is the coolest thing. Like it's like radio, but better, right? And um, and uh, and and then one day. I was approached in, in Las Vegas when I was on TV for poker, uh, a Time Warner executive who was involved in a podcast in poker said, you know, maybe we should just meet, just shoot the shit, never thinking we were really going to do a podcast. Lala and I met with him, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, this could be a good idea. And then it went up the flagpole, boom. We, now we have one. I'm like, what are we going to do, Lala? She's like, I don't know. I said, well, we better figure this shit. And then, but, you know, we got lucky, I think, because – I think people like our dynamic, you know, how we are. We're so different, but like, we, we're, but we love each other. And so I think people see that genuineness of, of being a couple. So maybe, so maybe people are enjoying that part of it. And I think that's what's helped us. It's really good. And see, maybe you guys will do your podcast tour next. Oh God, you're going to give me anxiety. On this call. <laughs> oh uh, Lala's the boss. I'll let her decide all that stuff. I like <laughs> I foresee that, and I promise we'll wrap up very soon, but I have to just say yeah. one of the things that has been, that this is not bullshit. One of the things that has been the absolute highlight of my existence, yeah. do you know what I'm going to say? No, I'm worried. Go. I would say at least of the past two years yeah. oh, is, you know what I'm going to say, is Fofty. <laughs> do people want to talk to you about that more than anything? Yeah, but I just, I don't talk about it only in the respect, not, not as much anymore, but I just don't talk about it only because I wish him the best. I do. I say this, you know, wholeheartedly. I think, you know, life people, you know, people, you know, butt heads, it happens. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, he's uber successful in what he's done and how he does it. Um, and I always will give him that respect. Um, and you know, I, I, again, I try to, I try to just, you know, do my thing and, um, I, I don't usually talk about it at all. And I, the only thing I say is, you know, I, I wish him uber success and I, I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, and, and we did a lot of great things together, you know, um, in, in our, in our relationship you know over all those years um and i'll cherish you know all of the, the those memories and learn from those things and and move forward and, and he's moved forward and I don't, I don't think he's uh you know losing uh any sleep uh and i don't think i'm losing any sleep you know i think that we both you know just you know it, it was a public thing and uh and i think you know i i i his uh i don't even know what to say he's just you know he's he's a very good businessman and a and a huge personality and i admire what he's done with his career and i'm happy to have been a part of you know the parts that i was involved and and watching what he's continued to do is uh impressive that makes sense that's a good summary <laughs> And just taking yourself out of this, and this is no drama, can you at least appreciate the cultural... No. Like, humor. And I don't mean humor at your expense. Where Stassi is now involved with 50 Cent. It's, it's kind of funny. 
And I don't mean at your expense, but I just, it was. <laughs> you don't mean, but I, no. Um, I don't know. I, I don't even, honestly, I usually just don't even comment. It's just, you know, one of those things like, I, I really, I don't think about it. And I just, I don't. I mean, I know that a lot of people <laughs> thought about it they were involved. But, you know, I just, like I told you, I just, I try to put one foot, you know, put one foot forward and, you know, do what I do. And, and, uh, you know, I, his, the new show he has on, on ABC, um, is, is an epic show and that's his show. And, you know, all I can do is, you know, give him props, you know, there's nothing more to say other than that. Yeah. You're just a nice guy. Is this really true? What you guys said on watch what happens the other night, that if it's a quarantine and bare basics and non bougie, Lala is going to survive better than you. You are the more bougie of the two. Oh, there's no chance. Yeah, there's no she she Lala can Lala can as she likes to coin the phrase, you know, rock a PJ and 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 stay in the best hotel with me and 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 have the most amazing vacation, but Lala also can be like like yesterday, grab the girls or, or my kids and grab the kids and and let's go to Taco Bell and that's what's for dinner. And we got in the car, we rode for Taco Bell. She's having her, whatever she gets, her nacho thing and nacho bel grande. And, you know, and, and, and we're in the car eating in the car. I mean, she's just somebody, she, she does, Lala, that's the thing about people. They, she, you know, she has an image where people will think that's who she is. That's not who she is. She enjoys all that stuff. But the real Lala that I am in love with and the person that I'm marrying is, she could sit on a beach and have a picnic that we made from home. And she could also do the other side of it and rock a red carpet and fancy. But me, yeah, I'm older. I mean, I, I'll it's fall. It's harder the older you get, right? I'm saying at 49, it's a lot harder to switch gears and be like, I want to go sleep on my friend's couch now. You know, whereas, you know, whereas Lala, you know, she's, she's very frugal, you know, very frugal, much more frugal than than most people would ever think. She's um she's very frugal, very smart with her money. Um, you know, she'll buy things for the house. She'll she'll be ordering new towels and this and furniture for the podcast room. All stuff that's related to like home or work. Outside of that, forget it. I gotta like surprise her with you know gifts and things like that because she just won't. She just she doesn't think it's necessary and she's really good like that and she's very good with her money and she's very conservative and i don't think people realize like she really you know she's the kind of girl like we'll go to the mall and i'll say babe you know let's let's get some new gear let's go shopping she'll come out of i don't know the store but i think it's like an h&m or one of those kind of stores she'll spend 412 dollars on like 30 pieces and i'm like what She's like, babe, I don't need to go spend a thousand dollars for one time. Does she like a nice purse? Does she like nice shoes? Of course. And 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 she's not going to say no to me if I if I get that for her. But that's not what drives her. She she's really. I I think you know it's funny when people say about the money to me or make comments on the gram. I'm like, do you? I mean, do you guys really believe everything that's out there? But I, you know, I can't. I'm not here to be a public service message. But at the end of the day, you know, my girl is, uh, my fiance is, is, is not that. She's really frugal and she really, that's why I said, you know, who would survive? She's had to talk me off the ledge probably five times over the last two months. You know, when I'm like, what are we going to do? Da, 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 da. And then she's like, 
has to remind me like, look at how lucky you are and look how lucky, you know, I'm like, okay, you're right. I got to stop, you know, cause you know, for me, it's really more, I just like to work and I like to create and make films and, and do that. And I think, um, I think, you know, she has to remind me that, you know, you're healthy, our family's healthy, you know, we're lucky that nobody's sick and, uh, and, and we have food on the table and, and start with the basics and then you can bitch a little bit after that, right? So, but she's, yeah, she's much better at that. So I suck at that. You have the so. brand new pool that we all saw. What's that? We have the brand new pool that we all saw. The pool in well, your backyard. Just started the renovation. As soon as it's done, I will definitely. We just, it's, it's starting, because uh, it's only safe, you know, now. Uh, I mean, we felt, you know, uh, mid, uh, early June is when they'll really go full effect because, and uh, I'll be out of town traveling and uh, having to work again. So it's, we just felt that was the right time, but it's, it's finally designed and signed off on and da, 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 da. We did all that during quarantine and, and now we'll begin the process of the new pool. And, uh, and, and like I said, see, we're talking about a pool and, and 30% and of the workforce has lost their job. So I really, really, really am, am sensitive. I've, I've helped a lot of my friends, you know, and, 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 and been there for a lot of my friends. A lot of my friends have lost their jobs, uh, even at my age. And, and a lot of people have, but a lot of my friends. And I've tried to help them and, and been there for uh, two of my friends. I, I just stepped up and, and told them, you know, they were losing their mind, you know, because they've got kids. And I said, listen, you're going to be back to work in, in two months. You know, you're okay. I'll, I'll help you. And we did that. So I just think that, you know, it's a, it's, it's fun to talk about a pool because you know what, you're staring at a wall every day and you're not creating and doing what your regular team. So, Hey, talking about a pool is fun, but it, at the end of the day, you know, you have those conversations with your friends at 10 o'clock at night when they're, pleading to you that they're in a really bad spot and that's when the reality for me sets in and that's you know that's when i i put it all in perspective and and don't forget you know what, what we're facing right now and my parents by the way are 75 years old and they haven't left their house in miami it's horrible, horrible. i know my parents are older too i mean they're divorced but they both live in connecticut and they're not leaving their house at all nor nor should they nor should they and my mom, you know, you know, my sister's pregnant and again, and she's got grandkids and she's like, it, you know, yes, this weekend she hit the wall and said she was, you know, really depressed and upset and she's very optimistic. But so I think next month, I think next month, as things really start to widen up, hopefully, uh, she's going to probably make some kind of trip. I even offered, I even offered to drive her from Miami to Boston to take her to my sister's house so she could stay there for a few weeks, you know, just so she didn't fly. I, you know, and I offered, I offered a lot of means and, and I almost had her ready to go. And then she said, just let's wait till June, wait till things get a little better. And I said, okay, fine. So hopefully in June, she'll be ready to, to, to make the trip. Wow. And I, that's amazing. And I promise yeah. you, these are the final two questions. Your yeah. new, your new movie, Megan Fox, Bruce Willis. Yeah. That you're gonna, so you're now. How is that? Like with Corona, you can now film. Yeah, we yeah. So we we were shooting six days, and we shut down, came home, and now we're gearing back up. We're uh, we're we're getting ready to go back, um, uh, but that will be subject to uh, you know the state of Puerto Rico allowing us to go back, which we're optimistic. 
then it's subject to the Screen Actors Guild and the IA, the union, which I'm working with both unions right now because they're, they're working on national protocols for everybody to go back. So we're submitting paperwork and kind of safety things. And then they're going to give the entire business a bunch of those protocols that we'll have to follow and testing and all of those things and how it's going to look. So yes, I'm very optimistic that we're going to be back next month. Um, that's what it's starting to feel like. But again, I, there's still a lot of work to be done to get, to get back, but yes. That's good. And is this true that, or is this just false that Lala wanted the role that Megan Fox is playing? Is that true? Well, yeah, I mean, when I, I mean, she says that, but you know, what happened was I did a table read of the script to decide if I was ready to direct the movie. I wanted to hear it out loud. And Lala is a really, really good actress. People will see that in the Al Pacino movie and movies that she's done, like at Sundance. And I said to her, why don't you read the lead role? You know, and, and then I had Emile Hirsch come and a bunch of actors. And she had never really read the script, but she came to the table reading. She did it. And I had said to her, you know, I want like Megan Fox as, as like the lead. I don't know if I'll get her, but that would be like kind of like first choice. And um, she came to the thing and she got done with the script and she's like, okay, I want this role. And I'm like, babe, you know that I have to, she's like, I know, but I, I, but I want, but I love this script and it's great. It was like, it was joking. You know, she wasn't, she knew she, I mean, she'll tell, she knows the business that I had to put a certain, you know, caliber name that helped me uh, secure the financing, but she crushed it. I mean, I would have, if I had, you know, the money to finance the movie and there wasn't a studio involved, I mean, she holds her own in that role all day. So it wasn't a creative thing. It was just like, you know, I, she knew we needed a name actor that secured the distribution. So that's what it was. But on the podcast, she says that, you know, I wanted the role, and I, but I'm fine with Megan Fox having, I think she is fine with Megan Fox. She, she thinks Megan Fox is a badass and she was so excited for me. But, uh, but yeah, she, but she crushed the read through and it was, it helped me make my decision because she did such a good job and showed me that the character was a great character. I was going to say, if you have to not get a role, not getting it to Megan Fox is pretty good. I think that's what she says. You know, I think that, but she never, she never, like, it was never like she came in and read and I rejected her. It was like, babe, this is, this is what's going to happen. And, um, and I, and I'm going to go, you know, for me to get the movie. Remember, I was a first time director. So right. I needed even more insurance policy with cast for the studio to trust me, you know, so. That's and it. apparently now Megan Fox is, having a fling with Machine Gun Kelly, so. I don't know anything about that. I, I, read, I read an article, but you know, I think honestly, I think that's tabloid fodder. I, I think that, I mean, they met, you know, making this film and they're friends and we're all friends. And so I haven't seen anything like that. So when I saw that, I was like, you know, they're friends and I don't really buy that for a second. That's my take, but you know, that's it. I mean, there, you know, I mean, we were all working and, you know, creating and it wasn't like, I, I know that it's like Emil Hirsch and Megan are friends, but nobody wrote an article there, you know? So it's like, I don't know. And it was her birthday and like, I, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. Don't I mean, I, I don't, I don't see that and I don't believe that tabloid stuff personally. So that's all I know. You know, I don't, there was nothing to show me that, oh, they're like having a relationship. It was just like, they went for coffee, you know? So it's like, you know, so I don't know. That's my take on it. But if I ever find anything out, I'll let you know. 
Please do. Please do. Because I, I would just like to know. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with a little Brian Austin Green. So, I mean, Megan can do no wrong in this situation as far but, as I'm concerned. But Megan, honestly, uh, I will tell you that uh, and Machine Gun Kelly, who I'm working with on another movie in September, uh, both the, the scenes that I had with them are, are off the charts. They're so fun. Megan, thank God, she took a leap of faith with me as a director, first timer. And, and, and same with MGK. And I think it's great that people are friends after. I don't think the tabloids are, are true that there's any romantic thing going on. But, you know, they are great actors. And, and Megan was very brave to trust a first-time director. You know, it's easy to come work for me as a producer and I give you a director that's, you know, got a lot of credits being Megan Fox. But when you say, I remember that first conversation with her agent and he's like, so who's directing? And I was like, I am. And he's like, what? It was like, it's always like, what? You're, you're a producer, you know? So it was, uh, it was, but she loved the script and I got, and I got lucky and, and MGK, the same thing. You know, I had, uh, you know, I had one phone call with him and, and, uh, and, and he read the script and loved the role. And I, I think that, you know, people, people love to create. And I, and that's the only thing I wish hopefully soon we can all get back to, because I, I, then I don't think people will focus on going to get a coffee at Starbucks, wherever they went. So seriously. And final question, what is going on with your wedding? I know it's postponed. I wish we both knew. I mean, here's the deal that the resort obviously is being uber flexible. We originally had said a July date, the state of California and the, and the county of Orange County pretty much have all the say at this point. Um, you know, until they, I think as they open up, you know, Orange County as it opens up and puts the guidelines in, we can't pick a new date until. So I'm hoping like in June, they'll t- Orange County, I'm, I'm optimistic, will start allowing weddings to happen again, you know, at some point. And whatever that point is, August, September, June, I mean, July, August, whenever it is, we will nab that first date. I mean, we are, you know, we are more than ready to walk down the aisle. We, I mean, we basically had a wedding already in our head. We were, you know, we were like weeks away. We had all the performances, all the band, all the, all the get, you know, everything set. And it was like, oh, dress rehearsal and take two. So you know, we now laugh at it. I mean, we cried, you know, we did cry. I cried and she cried when I was in Puerto Rico and she called me and, and said that we had to, uh, we have to make this move. You know, what do you think? And I, and I knew we had to make the move and we both agreed. And it, it, it was hard. It was like day four of filming and I was bawling and, and the crew was waiting for me and I couldn't, I couldn't even walk back to the set and I had my shirt. I, I must look like a five-year-old. I had my shirt over my face like this and the phone in the ear and there were like nine people with walkie-talkies standing waiting for me to come back. And they know that I'm, like when I work, I'm pretty tough, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and the AD who, you know, I know well, he, he came over when he saw me kind of laughing a little bit. He's like, can we go back to work now? And I was like, and then, and then I went back and I bawled again. And then, and then, and then I just said, and then she actually talked me off the ledge. She just said, we're in love. We're together forever. Whatever day our wedding day is, you know, and she even said, you know, you know, it's, it's going to be magical and you're the one who wanted the big wedding. So you're So we're going to have that big wedding. And that was the big thing for me. Like, she didn't care if we had six people there. I was the one who wanted the, the big hole to do. And so, 
Now, you know, who knows what that will look like. That could be scaled down significantly, and we would be fine with that. I think we just want an opportunity to walk down the aisle, you know, in front of our friends and family. And if that means a, a reduced, you know, wedding for safety or, or, or it means you only have five people at a table, you know, we will, we will have to figure it out and have to do it, you know, the way we have to. I even, I even talked about changing the entire wedding at the resort to outside just so we could get as many people to keep distance. So I don't know. I don't want to have a wedding and she doesn't want to have a wedding until it's safer to come back that, that people are not and and the county tells us and the state tells us like this is what it is so i think we're just waiting obviously we're ready my mom is like on ready alert you know defcom 5 her mom is like all right let's go already and i think we're just just waiting but yeah it was it was tough then but we, we made it through that part of it so and what are the chances this will be filmed for bravo oh shit uh the ch- <laughs> If it happens during the season of the next season, I would say the chances of, is a guess. I don't know anything about the show. I don't talk to, you know, it's, it's Lala's world. But yeah, Lala's the boss. But I would say that if I was to just, if I was to guess and it was during the season, I would bet there was a probably high probability it would show up somehow, you know, in like an episode. I don't think it would be like some big, you know, five episodes, you know, just be like some, some piece. But again, and I say this, and I've always told Lala this, at the end of the day, tearing paper, now that's how nervous I am. Uh, no, uh, but at the end of the day, it's Lala's world, and, and Lala has to make that decision for us. Uh, it's not my place. I just want to marry her and, you know, and, 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 you know, and I think that she has to make that decision of what's right. She loves, she loves, she, she prides the fact that we got engaged off camera. She loves telling that story that it was just pure, no pause, no interruptions, nobody acting differently. And she just cherishes that day. And she talks about it in that way. She's always like, I just love how beautiful that moment was. So, I, you know, I think she's always been supportive of not having it on camera. Um, but again, I'm never going to say never. And it really is her decision. That's amazing. Well, first of all, I really appreciate all of your time. Like you did not have to do this. You took your time. That's fun. You're great. I love your stuff and you've been really, you know, supportive and fun. And I I love your podcast and it's, it's a pleasure to, to get, get to know you this way. And now, you know, listen, I wanted to talk to you. This has been amazing. I'm so glad that you love my podcast. Now, tonight, when you're home, maybe before you go to bed, if you would like yeah. to tell Lala, when she has a moment. I'll tell a- you so. Lala will come on your podcast 100% because I've already told her, I think that we need to get back to just a little functionality because she's just kind of like really been laying low. And I think when, when in a month or two weeks or three weeks, when the world comes back, she she's always loves, you know, podcasts that support her and and the in the in the and the show she's on she's so easygoing and and so, she dm'd me the other day like yeah, yeah she dm me just to be like and i didn't know if she knew i mean i know you guys are yeah. together all the time. Oh, I, I didn't know if she you yeah, told her no i yeah. like didn't know if she knew you were coming on and she's like well well i'll come on in the future i was like that's fine no she will come and by the way let's let's be honest I have seven followers and she has millions. So I think it's better for your show to have her by herself. So I'll bring your ratings down a little bit 
and then then you put <laughs> you're in, okay i agree with all of that except you're not going to bring my ratings down i do agree if lala comes on and then wanted to talk about it on her social media ever but just if she By came way, on it would be great when she does your show and she will do your show because i know her and she was like she's just in the mode like she's laying low quarantining totally. i'm in the now daily so i'm like you know but um but she, but she's the kind that when she does it, she's gonna promote your show because that she she always supports people supporting her, and I think that's cool. And and you're easy to talk to and fun, and she's gonna love the show when she does it. Just tell her you had a good time. That's all. I'm gonna I'm tell. Like, I'm going home now. But I really appreciate it. Where can everyone find you? Maybe you'll get some more followers from this. That'd be great. Um, not that it affects my life in any way. It's just fun. Um, at Randall Emmett Films Instagram. That's it. At Randall Emmett Films. And world-class producer, director, and now reality TV star. Yeah, you and Stasi are killing me. And okay. Soon to be, and a Bravo celebrity, and fiance for Lala Kent, and soon to be husband of Lala Kent. That's really what matters. But by the way, you're probably right in the end. <laughs> I mean, you know, would, let me put it this way: Would I be talking to you right now if it were not for Lala? No. Oh, straight up. Not straight up saucy, but straight up, not a chance. So thank you, Lala. I, I would have been like, what movie and what is this? But, you know, here we are. And now and reality of life is reality. There we go. By the way, but thank you for having me. And honestly, it, it has been a pleasure. You've been amazing. And I will DM you. You're very good about getting back. I really appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. All right. Take care. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.